Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm so grateful to have you tuning in. Remember to tell a friend to tell a friend. Share the message. Let folks know that there is this life coach out there that is really speaking a word of encouragement into your lives, who's looking to coach you and elevate you and graduate you into the best phase of your life looking to promote you and living your best life, looking to support you and leaping into your victory. So I want everybody listening. I want everybody to be a friend on the Facebook page. I want everybody reading the ebook. And that's why this week's show is so important. I am coming down with a cold, but I'm fighting through it. I am worn out from shopping. I'm in Minneapolis for work this week and I have hit every record store that you could think of. (laughs) So I've been doing a lot of running around, a lot of work, and I needed to deliver this message to you. This week's message is live beyond limitation. That's right. Some of you, if you've been following me uh, throughout my career, I've been coaching for a few years now and live beyond limitation is one of my primary messages as a motivational speaker, as a mentor, um, as a coach in group settings. It is one of those tools, one of those messages, one of those mantras, one of those affirmations that I use to really support myself, to coach myself when I'm 
not doing as well as I think I should or I could, it's what I used to say, hold on then, keep on going, you can make this happen. And that is what I'm bringing to you this week, Living Beyond Limitation. You know that Live LLC is my company, leap into victory every day. You can find me over at www.livellccoaching.com. I've got a new ebook coming the end of this spring, uh, this summer. It is called Drumroll The Journey to Destiny. The Journey to Destiny. Yay, 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 yay. I'm so excited. I've been working on it probably since uh, September, October of 2015. I don't force the work whenever I feel like there is something that I need to write down. Um, It just comes. There's a download and I put it pen to paper. I'm not forcing it. I'm letting letting it happen organically. I'm also working on a private group. Those of you who are followers on Instagram and Facebook, you've been seeing messages in reference to the life support group. That's a group that I'm really gearing towards folks who want to get an understanding what life coaching is all about and really delivering in a delivering it in a daily dose, saying, listen, this is what life coaching is all about. It's supporting your leap into your daily living. It's supporting you affirming and proclaiming victory in and over everything that you do. So it's not just a catchphrase. It's not just words that I toss around. It really is a way of life. It really is approaching life through a an optimistic vision with, with a mission and with a purpose. Because We're tired of having nasty attitudes. We're tired of being angry. We're tired of complaining. We're tired of not feeling like we have choices or being able to see our weight out of situations that feel overwhelming. That's what the life support group is all about. Excuse me. So look out for the link to registration. And there is another drum roll. The Brunch and Talk coming up. The Brunch and Talk is coming up in June. I've got so much going on, and you know I'm a one-man brand, and I'm just really leading by example. I am just putting my money and sometimes non-money where my mouth is. I'm out here walking my talk, and I'm trying to bring as many people along with me as I can because I really want us to, at the end of the day, live a very victorious, happy, joy-filled, peaceful, uh, spiritually-led life. That is what I want for us, right? So if you hear noise in the background, please forgive me. Like I said, I'm in Minneapolis. You'll hear sounds from the street, (laughs) folks screaming. It's spring break and folks are out having a good time and we're going to have a good time. So let's just get right into it. You know, as you listen to the show, I'm going to have three points for you. So get your pen, get your paper. You know, I always have a point and I'm really going to walk you through um, how to make this thing work, how to really see beyond what you might define as a limitation, because we all have them. And believe it or not, sometimes the limitation is good and we don't even know it. Sometimes the limitation is a great thing and we don't even know it. So That's what we're going to do. Help you focus on living beyond what may be a limitation in your life. And you might be thinking, what exactly is a limitation, Ben? And do I have one? And 
most people do, believe it or not. It really is the blinder and the thought process. It's what keep you from living completely in your truth, completely in your truth. That could be fear of rejection, fear of religion, um, being judged. It's not being able to identify with anyone else because you feel like you haven't heard your story yet. So you're afraid to tell your story. But what you don't realize is that if you haven't heard your story yet and no one is speaking the language that you want to hear spoken, that it's your responsibility to step up on that soapbox, that pedestal, Open your mouth and say what needs to be said. Tell the story, speak the language, and draw people in based on your life and based on what you've experienced and based on what you've overcome. So most of you know that I grew up in a very, very um, religious household. Uh, I grew up in a household that really believed in the fire and brimstone, right? It's, it was a Pentecostal uh, church-based environment. I listened to many a sermons. I used to go to church service Friday nights, three times on Sundays. Uh, if my grandmother could, she would pull me in on Bible study. You know, as a teen or a teenager, I'd just be like, uh, you know, not tonight, not Tuesday night, not Wednesday night, not Thursday night. But, you know, I was in there Friday. I was in there three times on Sundays, um, especially when my uncle branched out and he had a church. So we'd go to church Sunday morning, then we'd go to his service in the afternoon, and then we'd go back to our parent church at night. So I listened to a lot of sermons. And sometimes they just felt like, wah, 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 Jesus, wah, 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 don't do, wah, 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 burn and go to hell. <laughs> and so I was just like, yeah, mm, I'm kind of over it, right? I don't really want to hear it. But I remember I was maybe about maybe 16, close to my son's age. And the the bishop, our bishop at the time, um, Bishop Nathaniel Simmons, he was preaching a sermon and the, the subject came from um, John chapter five. And the subject, it's very, very common. You've heard it before. The subject came from John chapter five and the verse that really got me was, um, verse eight and verse eight was then jesus said to him get up pick up your sick bed and walk so when i heard that what it did to me was i don't know if it flipped the switch of faith or it gave me permission to have hope or it did something but that story of jesus going up to this invalid or this this the Bible would say person that was lame or someone, someone with a disability and saying, do you want to walk? Do you want to live a better life? Do you want to be healed? And the person said, yeah, I do. But, you know, people are always getting in front of me. People are jumping in front of me, stealing my opportunity. I can never get to the water. I can never get my fair share. How many of us how many of us live that? How many of us quote the same thing? I can't get to it before someone steals it from me. I can't get to it before someone knocks me down. I'm always so sick. I'm always so weak. I'm always so weary. And when my bishop said, he really read from the Bible, he quoted it when he said, Jesus said, you know, get up, pick up your sick bed and walk. 
make your sick bed, make your limitation follow you. Oh my goodness. Okay. That was it for me. Regardless of the fact of me believing any other sermon that he had preached before that and anyone after that, regardless of me, and you all know my story with religion and spirituality and denouncing it and not believing it, didn't matter. This particular story with my air quotes is the one that drove it home for me. It was the one that said, despite your disability, despite what keeps you disabled, that is what you're going to use to enable you to pursue your best self, to actually take your sickness and use that sickness to walk into your healing. Okay, y'all ain't hear me. Y'all ain't hear me. You're actually taking your sickness, i.e. your limitation, and using it to walk into your healing, i.e. walking full, upright, into your destiny, embracing your purpose. It is the validating tool for the stamp of approval for your victory. Come on, y'all. Come on. That's all we need to say right there. And that's where this message came from. And whenever I have the opportunity to speak it, and sometimes people say I preach it, um, to motivationally inspire and encourage folks, I do. Because it does something for me. So it is one of my favorite messages. It is a favorite quote. It is the favorite one-liner. Because it does remind me that there is no limitation. And the sky is not the limit because there is something beyond the sky. So live beyond limitation does that for me. And it's not even always about the negative aspects of life because right now my greatest challenge isn't really a negative limitation. It is being able to identify how to break out and break through and rise above my current territory. My biggest, my biggest faux pas, pet peeve, setback, if you want to tag something negative to it, is really I'm attempting to enlarge my territory. So when I talk about live beyond limitation, you know, it is really simply the day-to-day challenges of making ends meet, building a business, marketing your brand, expanding your territory, and trying to do more in your world to make your world a better world. So I whisper this to myself as a mantra. I meditate on it. I be still, I sit in it, and I pray it in my prayer. I need to, I am going to, I want to, I will, I am living beyond limitation. So sometimes in a world that makes it very difficult for you to move ahead and accept your promotion in life with ease of application, just applying that promotion to your life without having to fight kick, scream, scratch, and claw for it, it's good to know that you don't necessarily have to be all good. You don't have to be well in your body. Sometimes you don't even have to be well in your mind. You just have to have enough mind to keep moving, to take up your sick mat, to take up your sick bed and walk. You don't even have to be perfect. You don't have to be 
you know, a size six ladies and fellas, your, your waist doesn't have to be a size 32. You don't have to be any of those things that society say you have to be in order for you to stay on the path to your destiny. You get that? <laughs> Come on with me, y'all. Rock with me on this one. Rock with me on this one because it's important. It's important that we understand that in life, there will be some caps set for us and some caps and some limitations that we will set for ourselves. And one of the, the number one culprits, one of the number one culprits in life, I think, for a lot of us is money. For a lot of us, um, we feel like money is a limitation because we don't necessarily feel, necessarily feel like we have enough of it. But what does money really have to do with your real gift? And I'm talking to those of you who actually know what your gift is. If you know what your gift is, think about this. What does money have to do with the gift itself? Not about the the elevation and not the potential promotion of your gift by way of having the financial resources and having a big machine behind you, depending on what your gift is. But the gift itself at its core, did money purchase it for you? And does money pay a lease or does it rent out your gift on a monthly basis? Are you mortgaging your, your gift or does it belong to you? Think about it. Sit on that. Sit with that. What does money have to do with your gift? See, the limitation in this situation is not necessarily that you don't have enough money to get started, but the thought itself of not having the money is what could be blocking you from actually starting. The fact that you tell yourself, I don't have enough, I am not good enough, it stops you from actually moving forward and starting. And at some point, you've got to reverse, rethink, and redefine, redefine that thought process. Because I run into people all of the time who want to leave their corporate careers or their nine to fives to pursue their dreams. And look, if you're dreaming a dream, baby, I applaud you. I applaud you. If you're dreaming a dream, my my prayer, my hope, my wish, um, my encouragement to you is that you start living to make that dream a reality. So I, I get it. I hear it. I see it. You know, I'm, I'm there with you of wanting to pursue your dreams. But... When you do that and you're thinking about wanting to leave, what I ask my clients or what I ask folks when we're having this conversation is, how do you plan on financing your dream? What's going to finance your dream? And a lot of times people get stuck. See, most of us think we need business loans, but it just so happens that the kind of business that I am in as a life coach, as a motivational speaker, does not require a business loan. <laughs> I don't need to open up a storefront. It doesn't. It doesn't. So where I would limit myself in saying, oh, I can't start my business unless I had a business loan. For me and my pursuit and establishing a, a coaching practice and a uh, touring schedule around speaking doesn't exist, I would tell my, myself a lie, right? 
But as I still occupy a great corporate position, that allows me to leverage some tools that I am using and will use in my business on a larger scale. See, I speak publicly for a living and it exposes me to content design where I don't necessarily now have to spend money on someone to write and develop content for me because I work professionally in an environment where it exposes me to that and I can use that in my own business without having to go and pay someone to do that for me. So what you want to start thinking about folks, what you want to start thinking about is how to use what you currently have now without attaching everything to money. Because it's not always about that. So the limitation in the situation would be me focusing on leaving my full-time position and attempting to take out a loan to live off of loans to start a coaching and speaking practice. But instead of going that route, I've already started my business. And these are a few of, of the tools that I've used to leverage that. I run free workshops for anyone who's willing to register and join. I run free workshops. I run workshops around building your brand because I am in the process of doing it. Um, I, I run workshops around um, personal life support related uh, issues by way of career, uh, by way of getting around internal blocks so you can explore your professional and personal self. Uh, I volunteer coach hours all over the place. I volunteer coach hours all over the place. I've taken on additional teaching jobs. I've taken on mentorships because it allows me not only to remain humble, objective, exposed, but it allows me to reach people and to build a name for myself and to constantly get feedback. And on top of that, I've self-published online training courses, workbooks, ebooks, and I've not spent a ton of money, if any, at all. Excuse me. I've not spent you know, $100,000 in that. I've just taken what I know. I've taken what I've learned and I've used that. And so the reason why I'm using that as an example and I'm telling you all this is if you are in fact pursuing a business, whoever you are, don't get so caught up in what you don't have because that is in fact the limitation. Your focus is now on what I don't have, what I need, only if that you are not sitting in the seat of opportunity to identify everything that you have. You are the gift. Just live out who you are and take the necessary steps to get you where you want to be. Take free online webinars, free training, volunteer your services, show up in your gift. Don't be stingy and don't think that it's all about money because you will get what's due you as long as you do you. You get it? You will get what is D-U-E-U as long as you D-O-U. Just do you, boo. <laughs> so that has really allowed me to get my name out there. So I go from 
being known as just Ben or just Scooter to my friends and my family now know me as Ben Carter, the life transformation coach. And I am not going to stop until my name is synonymous with coaching, speaking, teaching, encouraging, praying for folks, supporting folks. I'm not going to stop until you know me to be that person the person that will stand up with you and stand up against you when you need someone to lean on and have your back. You get it? And the benefit for me is I'm able to hone my skills. I'm able to grow my gift because my gift is my gift, but I'm able to apply all of these great tools that will allow me to continue to carve out my niche. And while money, let me tell you, I think about it. It's relevant. It's a significant topic. It's necessary but I'm still building my brand. And when I think about everyone else that has built their brand, it's a part of the journey. And I've just made a choice to enjoy the journey. So the first thing, that's the first thing. What I want you to think about, this is what led me to the very first tool to live in beyond limitation. Get your pen, get your paper. The very first thing that I've learned is I've got to study my mistakes. Study your mistakes, people. As you fall and you scrape your knees and you bump your head and you bandage yourself back up, think about how you may have fallen. Did you trip over yourself? Were you trying to run too fast? Were you trying to skip a step? What's your decision-making process? Are you too emotional in your reaction without enough business knowledge? without enough business education to keep you balanced, you have to check that imbalance because it is that imbalance that will keep you living a seesaw kind of life. And you're asking yourself, what the hell is a seesaw kind of life, Ben? You're too up and down. You're too up and down in every area of your life. You're wishy-washy. It's kind of like those, those up and down diets. You're up and down um, you're on an emotional roller coaster. You're too focused on your love life and you don't put enough investment in your professional life or in your education. You're too focused on how much you hate your job and not focused on how you can leverage that job while you're in the season of transition, moving from employee to employer. For instance, I know about 15 people who can name at least 10 things they hate about their job that piss them off in less than 60 seconds, but they're not able to list 10 reasons why keeping that job may be a benefit to them and the next step they're attempting to make in their life, if they even know what that next step is. See, the thing is, you can't have it both ways. You can't complain about the now and you have not planned for your future. You can't piss on today and you haven't figured out how to blossom tomorrow. You can't have it both ways. Or <laughs> you're too focused on your career and your entire life is suffering because of it. Your interpersonal relationships are non-existent. You only know how to talk about work. You've been so aggressive in your approach to remaining successful and maintaining your title and maintaining your, your social and career status that it forces you to relax your values in order for you to maintain the win. So you got to check. You got to check where you are right now. Study what you're doing and figure out what's keeping you from being balanced. 
and what's keeping you from being synchronized and in sync with your life. Be mindful of the events that creep up to remind you that you are not focused. Sometimes things happen to us to remind us you're off your path. You're not paying attention. Sometimes life will bombard you with the same drama that you say you want to get away from to remind you that you can't leave this lesson until you learn it. It's like being in school, elementary school, middle school, high school. You can't be promoted until you actually learn the lessons of ninth grade, 10th grade. You're not going to graduate until you get all of your credits. So it doesn't matter if you have to do this thing 50 times until you learn the lesson, you will not be able to completely embrace the blessing. Right? I know it's a cliche, but guess what? Most cliches are cliches because they're true and we haven't accepted that they are. Now, go sit on that. (laughs) You've got to detach yourself from the limiting beliefs by studying your mistakes. If you don't study anything else in this life, you have to study yourself. The goal is to objectively see yourself and intimately know how you function at every level. So before you're triggered to react, you know how you're going to react before the trigger is pulled, before it's even initiated. Are you getting this? Do you got it? Soak in it. You getting it? Got it? Good. (laughs) Number one, the first working tool, study your mistakes. Study your behavior. Now, now, check this out, y'all. Check this out. What if your limitation is a really, really, really good life? What if you your limitation is a great, great life? Don't that sound strange? It sounds really, really odd, really strange, just weird. And you know I'm full of weird, strange, odd <laughs> goings on and happening, right? But I'll tell you this. A few years back, a few years back, I met a young lady who lived a very privileged life. And I must admit, there was a part of me that was a wee bit jealous of her and not necessarily envious in a way that I didn't want her to have the life that she had, but envious in a way that I wanted to have the life and provide that kind of life for my child and my family. And I wanted the work that I had already done to produce the level of living and the level of wealth that she and her family had been exposed to. And so it was that kind of thing that I was experiencing. So as I got to know this young lady, I I realized that she was third generation wealth. Um, So her family had started a business uh, when her was her grandfather was a a very young man and he had become very successful 
And the best way for me to describe it is that her life was reminiscent to what we see on television shows, right? Country clubs, luxury cars, you know, when her family would come, uh, I remember her grandfather having a a Bentley, um, international family trips, you know, really (laughs) the kind of life that offered diamond-crusted second chances, right? So they didn't get a second chance Uh, by kicking and screaming and begging the judge. It came on a silver platter. You know, they got gold-plated passes. (laughs) So I'll never forget what this particular young lady said to me. Um, She said, Ben, I wanted to know what it felt like to make my parents worry about me and actually go through something deep, go through something other than private parties and uh, five-figure Sweet 16 parties. So I'm listening and I'm like, okay, where is she going with this? What you need to realize as she's telling me this story and revealing some aspects of her life, we're sitting in a drug treatment facility and I did some public service work there. So I was an employee Uh, And she was a part of the facility. And it threw me for a loop because what she was saying to me is that she had the opportunity to withdraw large sums of money and purchase whatever she wanted and do whatever she wanted. But for her and a lot of her friends, her purchases just so happened to be drugs. And that was the choice she made to kind of dive into what she thought was the deep end. And when she finally realized that there were other things that she could have done to experience some depth in her life, she had already OD'd several times. When I say several times, more than seven. Her family had already paid for treatment facilities several times, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. But by the time she got it, by the time she realized that, oh, I could have made another choice, I could have chosen a different avenue, it was too late. She had already become a statistic. She was already a poor, little, rich girl who not only could not see the value, and this is the the scary part and the heartbreaking part, When we start talking about money and our perception around money, folks, and the limitation it creates, even when it feels like the sky is the limit, she could not see the value and the unlimited worth in herself. Even after being raised and exposed to a life that most people dream about and think that it's the answer to all of their prayers. And so... When we have this conversation, my follow-up question was, now what? Now what? Who are you now that you've made that choice and you've done what you've done? And she replied. (laughs) And at the time I told her, I said, at some point, and at some point in my life, I'm going to tell your story. And she said, okay. She gave me the okay. But the reply was, after I asked, who are you? She said, 
a rich addict who still doesn't have a clue about who she is. And for me, getting high was fun, Ben. Woo! It was fun. Because I didn't have to answer to anyone and I got to worry my parents. Not only was everything done for me, now they were actually worried about me. There was some concern there. But what my family couldn't do was buy the addiction away. They couldn't purchase something that would make me immune to overdosing. Oh my gosh. You guys hear this, right? Are you hearing this? She said, the worst part of it all is that I still don't think that I'm done yet. Oh, okay. I still don't think that I'm done yet. I still don't think that I'm going to stay clean. For what? It's not like I have to go steal, borrow, beg, sell my body. Sit on that. Think about that. And when we place money on the top of our list as the end-all be-all, that will take care of everything for me. Think about your perception around where you are, who you are, with your job and it not producing enough income and producing more stress than you would like to ever have in two lifetimes. See, it's a heartbreaking story because here I am, (laughs) you know, a little green-eyed and plotting to become a huge business person and a huge coach known all over New Jersey. And this slaps me in my face because I want to rub shoulders with people like her father and grandfather. And it just so happens that what I am reaching for is her limitation. Okay. What I am reaching for is her limitation. So what it didn't give her, what I was thinking it was going to give me, what it didn't give her, and what no one can give her is purpose and the belief that her destiny is greater than even what she was born into. Oh, and that's that is a limitation. That is a challenge for people who were born into greatness, who were born into wealth, who were born into opulence, because the world says that's what you need to work for. See, that's the thing with greatness. Sometimes you're associated to greatness and you're a part of greatness and you're so fortunate to be exposed to greatness that you begin to believe that there isn't a possibility to be greater than greatness. Ooh, ooh, which leads us to step two. This is the second tool, the second step. Get your pen, get your paper. Sometimes we're exposed to greatness and we stop believing or never even establish that there is something greater than greatness. Get your pen, 
because set two is this. Very simply, set goals above what you think the bar is. So whatever the bar is in your life, whatever you say is, that's the limit. That's the ceiling. That's as far as I can go, go above it. You heard me, go above it. Because that is how you're going to exercise your faith. That's how you're going to see beyond your current situation. And the present condition doesn't really matter. The present condition, the present doesn't really matter because it's just a benchmark. It's just a best practice. It is only there today because tomorrow you would have already expanded what the benchmark says you can do today. That's how you go from looking to save hundreds of dollars, hundreds of dollars to thousands to quite possibly breaking into millions, to never even believing that you can break into billions. That's what I mean. Keep pushing. Number two, set goals above your bar. Whatever your bar is, if you don't have one, then that's your goal. Set a bar, set a standard. I want you to think about your life and think about what might be a limitation. Remember, it can be a person It can be a place or a thing, but it is something that is keeping you from playing full out. It's keeping you from coming out, so to speak, and possessing everything that life has to offer you. You might be living in a neighborhood that doesn't promote healthy living. There might be gunshots. There might be drugs. There might be prostitutes. There might be poverty. And you're afraid that you're going to lose your son, that you're going to lose your daughter to it to gang violence. It might be the fear of leaving behind a very lucrative, comfortable job to pursue a career that everyone says will not produce the $275,000 a year salary that you're used to. You make a quarter of a million now, that should be enough for you. Remember that movie, Baby Boom? Go Netflix it. But when you watch it, don't don't say we're going to watch Baby Boom on Netflix and chill. Don't do that. (laughs) Watch it so that you see what I'm talking about. It could be the dead relationship you're in. Baby, that relationship, that pulse. I mean, that thing is so, so slow and dang near non-existent. It's dead because you've settled on not growing it. And finally, it's suffocated because it never had the opportunity to breathe. You didn't give the the relationship the opportunity to grow or expand beyond the rules that you set when you got into the relationship five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. You married yourself to the best best practices and the standards that you all set when you were 25-year-old, but you're 35 now. And those thoughts, those perceptions, those concepts, those ideas don't support your 35-year-old selves. It's become a limitation. Grow up, mature up, man up, think up. Stay tuned for the next show. (laughs) It's called Think Better. (laughs) Just a plug. The beauty with the limitation is that it really is just an underdressed opportunity. 
the limitation is an underdressed opportunity. It is elevation in a disguise. Limitation is elevation in a disguise. It is there to teach you multiple lessons without necessarily having to expose you to multiple heartbreaks. Come on. The limitation is the key you'll use to unlock the ideas that will expose your already, your already, your already wealth. It's going to release your good health and expose you to a life that you already know. You know this, you believe it, but you're afraid to say it. The life you know you should be living, but not sure how to go about getting it. Finally, folks, this is the third and final step. You have to apply active faith. Come on, get up, do something, move, do something. I'm not telling you that you got to lose 75 pounds today because I wouldn't be able to do it. God dang it. It's a challenge for me, but you've got to do something. You just can't think faith. Thinking is not actually applying faith. That's just shuffling ideas as per my distant mentor, Michael Beckworth, Beckwith would say. You have to live faith. You have to get up and take the risk before you see the reward, knowing that this risk will absolutely produce a reward. It's just the perception. It is not a mistake. It is a reward that has been dressed up. It's underdressed. It's disguised. So whatever it is you're looking to accomplish, fill in the blank, y'all. Whatever it is, lose weight, stop smoking, adjust your stinky, nasty disposition and attitude, get the promotion, go back to school, support your friends, support your families, develop better communication skills, grow your relationship, get a relationship, explore your spirituality, start a business, whatever it is, the key component, the key component, the glue, what's going to seal you studying your mistakes and your behavior and you really, 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 really setting a goal above your current bar, what's going to seal that for you is applying active faith. That's the key component. And that belief that there aren't really any limitations. There really isn't a limitation. The greatest limitation and obstacle is you. It's me. It's, it's, it's your mind. It's my mind. It's your perception. It's my perception. And once we stop being afraid of making so-called mistakes and actually study them and identify how to take that opposition and make it an opportunity, once we realize that we don't have to be limited based on what we've seen, but we can go above that and then apply our faith to that, you will, we will, in fact, begin to live, leap into victory every day beyond any limitation. And you will force your sick bed to follow you instead of you being a slave to it. Oh,
force your sickbed to get up and follow you. Walk into your healing. Leap into your victory. Embrace your destiny. Possess your purpose. Make that thing make a profit for you. Live in your passion. You are not a slave to your sickness. You are not a slave to your limitation. You will apply your faith. You will live the life that you know deep down inside you deserve to live. If you would just profess no more limitations. I'm taking the caps off of my life today. I'm going to resurge my relationships. I'm going to reawaken the zeal, the zest for knowledge. I'm going to leap into my victory. I'm going to enlarge my territory by way of activating my faith and possess prosperity because it is my purpose. Abundance is mine. You better believe it. You better believe it and you better live it. Because I believe it for you, I believe it for me, that we all can live a life beyond limitation. You know, you gotta know how much I love you. I love you so much. I send a prayer of covering. I send my heart's well wishes. May victory be upon you. May limitation never find you. From my heart to yours.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.